Virginia, I'm coming to stay. Don't hold it against me for running away. I've tried to forget you and found I'm all wrong. Need your bright southern moon once more. I croon a dear old honey's tune, and if I can't win young, I'll never more wrong. I'm coming for Virginia, my Dixieland Welcome to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, the jazz station, Jazz in South Bend, Indiana. Very happy to be with you. My name is John Clark, and uh, we're going to be listening to the music of Jimmy Rushing today. Little Jimmy Rushing, as he was called. Known as a great blues singer, and indeed he was, but he was a lot more besides. Uh, Jimmy Rushing was born in 1901 in Oklahoma City, and uh, he toured through the Southwest all through the 1920s, largely as a piano player, actually, a piano player and a singer. He started singing by his own account in about 1924. Um, he was uh, a barrel house piano player, and he started accompanying himself and uh, became known in the Southwest and uh, West and as far out as Los Angeles, I think, in the 1920s as a ballad singer, blues singer, certainly, and folk singer, and sometimes a singer of dirty songs as well. Uh, he uh, ended up going with the Walter Page Blue Devils, one of the legendary bands out of Kansas City in 1927, where he was uh, paired with people like Hotlips Page and Ben Webster and for a while Lester Young and Count Basie and so forth, and he even made a recording with them in 1927. After that, he went with Benny Moten's great Kansas City band in 1929, recorded frequently with them in 1929-30, and came east to New York in 1932, where they made some seminal recordings that really Look forward to the swing era. Uh, Rushing was a singer on all of that. He sang ballads and blues as well, and some novelty tunes besides. He had a huge voice, as you just heard on that recording we started the program with, I'm Coming Virginia. He could be heard all the way above a big band, any kind of big band, in a non-amplified hall, and really just an extraordinary voice. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that recording. That was made in 1958, and it was done as part of an album called Rushing Lullabies clever name. And uh, what it did uh, was it featured Jimmy Rushing with a series of big bands and big band musicians. A lot of them featured some of the Count Basie alumni of the uh, 1930s who were still active in the 1950s. Um, we heard Buddy Tate playing a tenor sax solo on there. He had been with the Basie band in the early 1940s, as had Jimmy Rushing. And uh, it was an arrangement by Jimmy Mundy, the great arranger and composer and sometimes saxophone player as well. The rest of the band was Emmett Berry, Buck Clayton, Mel Davis, and Bernie Glow on trumpets. Vic Dickinson, Irby Green, and Dickie Wells on trombone. Rudy Powell, Earl Warren, Coleman Hawkins, Buddy Tate, and Danny Bank on Barry Sax, all saxophones rather. Nat Pierce on piano, Danny Barker on guitar, Milt Hinton on bass, and Joe Jones on drums. There were a number of tunes made over the course of several days there. We're going to hear a couple more a little bit later. 
So Jimmy Rushing, after he, uh, uh, well, he didn't leave Benny Moten. Benny Moten left him. He passed away rather suddenly um, in 1933, I think it was, 34. And the remnants of that band hung around Kansas City until Count Basie took them over and put a group together to play at the Reno Club. And this was only a nine-piece band. It was called 3-3-3, three, 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 three brass, three saxes, and three rhythm. And Jimmy Rushing was, I guess, number 10 floating in and out and singing now and then. And he sang with that band uh, during its uh, tenure at the Reno Club. And that was uh, during the time when John Hammond, the jazz impresario, heard the band on a radio broadcast. And he sent for them and had them come out first to Chicago, then to Pittsburgh, and then eventually to New York in 1936 and 30. And along the way, they picked up a few more players, changed a few players, and became the great Count Basie band that made all those fine DECA recordings in 1937 up through about 1939-40 or so. And Jimmy Rushing's greatest period of fame and uh, notoriety, if you will, came from his association with the Count Basie Band during that whole period, from about 1935 to 1949. And he was uh, a big part of that band's success. He uh, could sing blues like no one else, and he also had a way with a ballad, and he was sophisticated enough to sing a very broad range of material, much broader than a lot of the blues singers of the day. Certainly the blues singers of the 20s, but even some of the blues shouters who were still singing with big bands in the 30s and 40s. Jimmy Rushing was really the best of the best at that point. So we're going to hear a couple of tunes from another date, from 1960. The tunes we're going to be hearing today all come from Jimmy Rushing's Columbia period. After he left Basie, actually Basie's band broke up in about 1949, and uh, he went on the road with an eight-piece group. Uh, not including Jimmy Rushing. Rushing went off on his own, started making some recordings where he hoped to break into the rhythm and blues market. That didn't work out terribly well, although he had a couple of singles that did fairly well. And then he started making recordings for what came to be known as the mainstream jazz aficionados. A lot of swing players from the 40s and even the 30s who were still in good playing shape but didn't have a lot of opportunities to play with big bands anymore uh, would get together and make recordings uh, that jazz connoisseurs came to prize. Uh, labels like Bethlehem and Roulette, uh, those were important labels at the time, and Rushing recorded for several of those. He would bring in some of his uh, old Basieite friends as well as some others and uh, make an album of standards and some of his uh, particular blues, sometimes re-recorded, and uh, they did fairly well. By the late 1950s, uh, he was picked up by Columbia Records. Irving Townsend was a producer who was very fond of Rushing and brought him into the studio a number of times over the course of three or four years to do some very interesting projects. One was with the Dave Brubeck Quartet, which is a phenomenal album, if you ever get to hear that. Um, he also recorded a few numbers with the Duke Ellington Band, and they're part of their Jazz Party LP. And uh, he popped up here and there and some other things as well. But these big band recordings, that uh, one of which we just heard and a few more coming later, were really the cream of that crop. And many of them were arranged by Buck Clayton. I believe the next two were. These are not big, big bands. These were, uh, I guess, medium-sized big bands. And they, uh, this particular date was never released. It came from about 1960, and I tend to think there were some microphone problems because we have Coleman Hawkins, the great tenor saxophone player here, and he plays solos on a number of these things, and he seems to be off mic, so I have to wonder if there was a technical difficulty that kept these from being released. They finally saw the light of day on a 2LP set devoted to Jimmy Rushing's Columbia recordings that came out, I think, in the 19th. 70s. So the two tunes that we're going to hear from 1960 are Muddy Water and The Downhearted Blues, two classics from the 1920s, and uh, they feature a band that had uh, some of his Basie compatriots, Buck Clayton on trumpet, Dickie Wells and Benny Morton on trombones, all of those were Basieites. Or excuse me, Buster Bailey was on clarinet, Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, Claude Hopkins on piano, Everett Barksdale on guitar, and half of the great Basie rhythm section, Walter Page on bass and Joe Jones on drums. So we're going to hear these two sides right now, Muddy Water and the Downhearted Blues. <laughs> Muddy water around my feet, muddy water in the street. Just God's own shelter down on the delta. Muddy water in my shoes, rocking to those low down blues. They live in ease and comfort down there, I declare. Been away a year today to wander and roam. I don't care if it's mud down there. Still, it's my home. 
Let my toes turn Dixie ways Round the Delta let me lay My heart cries out for muddy water
told my gal to learn some sense. Stop laying around that Eli club, getting drunk at my expense. Every dollar and dime she spends, got a drop of my blood on it. Then she runs to me with that same old jive, you know. Daddy, tricks ain't walking no more. What? Tricks ain't walking no more. Woman, what are you talking about? I've been in my window since the crack of day. Trying to make a dollar for our house rent to pay. Yes, I know. You know the landlord? She's singing the blues. Listen at her now, yeah? Cause she can't sell that dirty booze. I never seen it break so hard for low-down women before. Hmm. Since tricks ain't walking no more. Ain't it a shame? Yes, it's a dirty low-down shame. Man, it's a dirty, dirty down shame. My gal been gone since the rising of the sun. Forty tricks done passed. She hasn't caught a one. Now you know that's a shame. That's a dirty shame. That's a dirty, dirty, low-down shame. Of course, women are the weak vessel. Men, they're to blame. If she don't catch one, it's gonna be a dirty shame. Here she come. Listen at her. Listen at her. Bringing the cops with her. Daddy, tricks ain't walking no more. What? Tricks ain't walking no more. I've been in my window since the crack of day. Trying to make a dollar for our house rent to pay. You know, woman, the landlord, she's singing the blues. Knocking again. Just cause she can't sell that dirty booze. I never seen it break so hard for low-down women before. Since tricks ain't walking no more. Hear me, boy? Tricks ain't walking no more. I'm telling you. So there we had a couple of tunes by uh, Jimmy Rushing, accompanied by Buck Clayton and his band, and then a little bit of a bonus at the end of that. So we started out with Muddy Water, which was a tune that had been recorded by Bessie Smith and uh, also Bing Crosby. It was Bing Crosby's first solo vocal with the Paul Whiteman Band back in 1927. So that was when it was composed and recorded most often, 1927. Uh, it celebrates, if you want to call it that, one of the great Mississippi floods, and uh, it was usually taken a lot slower and, and, and more deliberately, but here we have Jimmy Rushing uh, and a Buck Clayton arrangement doing it as kind of a, of a medium up-tempo thing and featuring a Coleman Hawkins solo that, while a little bit off mic, is still a great solo. So that was Jimmy Rushing doing that. And then he slowed it down for the next tune, the Alberta Hunter tune called Downhearted Blues, which had been a big hit for both uh, Alberta Hunter and for Bessie Smith. It was Bessie Smith's first recording in 1923. I think we heard that on last week's program, in fact. But this is a uh, an even slower version, backed by a really wonderful jazz band. Some excellent backing phrases by Buck Clayton on trumpet and I think Dickie Wells on trombone. And then Rushing pauses for one chorus to give us a guitar solo by Everett Barksdale, who was a very fine late-period swing guitarist who was active particularly in the 1950s. And then as our, our bonus, our Lucky Strike Extra, we have Tricks Ain't Walkin' No More. Apparently, Rushing didn't really want that released. Uh, it was kind of a, a joke for him to sit down at the piano, because he was playing piano on that with Walter Page and Joe Jones, and singing that tune that he had apparently sung in, in clubs in the 20s and 30s. It was about uh, ladies of the oldest profession and, and so forth, and he, according to the liner notes of the record anyway, didn't want it released because he was afraid what his wife would think if she heard it. Uh, but released it was. In fact, it ended up on a set, on an LP called The Jazz Odyssey of James Rushing Esquire, which was an LP that had several different sections of New Orleans, Kansas City, Chicago, and New York music that Jimmy Rushing recorded. And we're going to be hearing two tunes uh, in a little while that came from that session as well. 
So a word about Buck Clayton, who is uh, prominent in a lot of these recordings. He uh, was a great trumpet player who played with Count Basie's band, of course, but also a great arranger. He had, uh, he was born actually in Kansas in 1911. He lived a long life till 1991, although he couldn't play too much at the end of his life. He was primarily a band leader and arranger at that point. He spent two years in Shanghai from 1935 to 37, leading a, an American jazz band in the French section of Shanghai at a hotel. He returned right before the uh, hostilities broke out over there um, in the Japanese and Chinese War. He returned just in time to join Count Basie on his tour to the east, uh, eastern part of the United States anyway. And he arranged tunes for Basie, he composed tunes, and he was his primary trumpet soloist as well. And from the time he left Basie until really the end of his life, he was his own boss and his own band leader. And he's responsible for a lot of the band leading duties and many of the arrangements we're hearing today. So, we're going to go on with Jimmy Rushing. We're going to hear two tunes that, uh, now that I've told you all about Buck Clayton, don't have anything to do with Buck Clayton. These are another two unreleased tunes from 1960. Apparently, uh, Rushing's producer, Irving Townsend, was transferred to the Columbia offices in California, Los Angeles, and Rushing, who was a good friend by that point, went out to visit him at, at one point, and he didn't make any recordings there that were released, but he did uh, see fit to look up an old friend whose name was Helen Humes, a great singer, uh, who was also with Count Basie. They had become close while they toured, and uh, Helen Humes had gone on to do some very fine rhythm and blues recordings in the late 40s and 50s, and she was coming back as a jazz singer by 1960. So Rushing and Humes went into the studios and recorded at least four tunes that I know of that weren't released. We don't know who's in the rhythm section. Um, it's a pretty standard swing rhythm section, but the standout, other than Humes and Rushing, is the tenor sax of Ben Webster, who appears on these recordings. So we're going to hear two tunes from that date. We're going to hear Are You Ready? And I'm going to move from the outskirts of town, or I'm going to move to the outskirts of town, the great Louis Jordan hit. And then following that, we're going to hear another one of those big band tracks from 1958. The same personnel, or just about the same personnel uh, that was on I, I'm Coming Virginia that we began the show with. We're going to hear Somebody Stole My Gal. So... Three tunes. Are you ready? I'm going to move to the outskirts of town and somebody stole my gal. So we'll have a place to play Subway trains and escrow Broadway's in there too Come back little baby I'll give them all to you Are you ready? Yes, 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 yes Let's be on yes, our yes. way Are you ready? Yes, yes, yes Are you ready? Yes, yes, 
pieces I love so They're getting their mind on Oh gee, if she could see What she's done to for me prick you right up that's those are some great arrangements and some great playing on those big band dates and the arrangements were done by a number of of uh, people we'll talk about coming up but first the first two tunes we heard are you ready and i'm going to move to the outskirts of town featuring jimmy rushing and helen humes now helen humes uh was on the younger side of this uh this time period she was born in 1913 and as i said she came to be known as a rhythm and blues and a pop singer in the 1950s and 60s she had quite a sort of secondary career doing that after she left Count Basie and uh, went on the road by herself. But then she came back in the 1970s, 60s and 70s, to start singing jazz again. She started making some albums with jazz musicians and had some interesting uh, residencies in New York as well. So she really uh, had an interesting career. And she and Rushing obviously had a a great uh, rapport going there, and they were having a lot of fun reminiscing, I guess, during the sessions, and certainly it came out in that music. So then, as I said, we uh, finished up that set with Somebody Stole My Gal, which featured uh, a number of solos. It featured uh, Nat Pierce on piano. Irby Green was on trombone. Irby Green was known as more of a bebop player, but he fit in with these musicians very, very well. Coleman Hawkins was on tenor sax. Earl Warren played an alto sax solo. He was the lead alto with Count Basie's band for most of the time that Rushing was part of that organization. O.C. Johnson was on drums. And then at the end, Buck Clayton came in and played a trumpet solo on the way out. Very exciting recording. So we're going to hear three recordings from that same uh, series of sessions that were done in February of 1958 with largely the same personnel, some variations here and there. Um, And uh, all three of these recordings are interesting because they're arrangements by the piano player, Nat Pierce. And Nat Pierce uh, had an interesting sort of uh, reputation. He was always called in to play the part of Count Basie when Count Basie wasn't available. On, on small group sessions and big band sessions, he would often play Basie's part if Basie were not around or off doing something else. And he could imitate the Count better than practically anybody, but he was himself a very fine jazz pianist and, as we will hear, a very fine arranger as well. So we're going to start out with a tune that Rushing had recorded with Basie's band in about 1940. This is called the Harvard Blues, and it was composed in part by the jazz critic and uh, um, journalist George Frazier, who uh, wrote for many of the Boston papers. He was a Harvard graduate, and he wrote the lyrics to this, which has some inside jokes to Harvard people of that generation. But we're going to hear the saxophone section starting at the beginning, uh, quoting the Don Bias solo. Don Bias, the tenor sax player, had a renowned two-chorus solo at the beginning of the Count Basie recording. So good, in fact, that his successor, Lucky Thompson, had to recreate it on a, another recording that they'd made a bit later. So the saxophone section here starts it, and then after that, it's picked up by uh, Buddy Tate. So following that, we have uh, Dickie Wells doing some of his patented trombone obligatos uh, backing up Rushing's vocal. So that will be the first tune, Harvard Blues. After that, we're going to go to It's a Sin to Tell a Lie, another old chestnut from the 1920s, but this is another up-to-date arrangement, again featuring Dickie Wells and Coleman Hawkins. And we're going to finish off this mini-set with When You're Smiling, featuring... Two tenor saxes, Buddy Tate and Coleman Hawkins, splitting a chorus. So this is Jimmy Rushing doing three tunes from 1958. The Harvard Blues, It's a Sin to Tell a Lie, and When You're Smiling. Mm-hmm. 
I wear Brooks clothes and white shoes all the time. I wear Brooks clothes and white shoes all the time. Get three C's and a D. Think checks from home supply. I don't keep dogs or women in my room. No, I don't keep dogs or women in my room. But I love my Vincent, baby. When you laughing, 
When you love the sun comes shining through But when you cry you bring on the rain stop your sign Be happy again keep on smiling When you smiling the whole world smile with you arrangements for Jimmy Rushing, uh, Harvard Blues, It's a Sin to Tell a Lie, and When You're Smiling, all featuring some great solos and great performances by Colvin Hawkins, Buddy Tate, Dickie Wells, Irby Green, Buck Clayton, all of these fine musicians from these 1958 sessions for Columbia, but none outshone the man himself, Jimmy Rushing. Some really great singing on mostly standard tunes, as we've seen a couple of blues, Harvard Blues and uh, earlier we did the Downhearted Blues and then the songs with uh, Helen Humes, but for the most part these were pop tunes from a slightly earlier vintage. We can assume that uh, Rushing sang these with all kinds of bands. We know he sang some of these with Count Basie's band, even if he didn't record them. There are some live versions, uh, especially ones that have come out on that Bill Savory collection on Mosaic. There are a number of tunes that Jimmy Rushing recorded uh, did not record commercially that were on some of those live dates. This is a particularly fine version that he did of I Never Knew um, that uh, someday we'll get around to playing. So we're going to do, oh, I think about three more tunes, and uh, they're all going to be from one session from November of 1956, and they came out on the album that we talked about a minute ago called The Jazz Odyssey of James Rushing Esquire, and this is sort of a, a your life in jazz type of thing. As I mentioned, it was from New Orleans to Chicago to Kansas City to New York, and these are part of the New York tracks, so-called, and the band here is made up of... Buck Clayton and Ed Lewis on trumpets. They were both Count Basie men. Ed Lewis was uh, Count Basie's lead player for a while. He had played with the Benny Moten band before that. We also have Billy Butterfield on trumpet. We have Irby Green and Dickie Wells on trombones. The saxophone section is made up of Hilton Jefferson playing lead alto. And Hilton Jefferson is a particularly interesting player. I did a podcast on him I'll tell you about in a little while. Rudy Powell was on alto sax and clarinet. He was a, a very close friend of Rushing, and he shows up on a lot of Jimmy Rushing's dates. He uh, had a career playing in Harlem bands. He uh, played um, in, uh, I think, Cliff Jackson's band, and he also played in Teddy Wilson's big band in the late 30s. So he was a good player. He recorded several times with Fats Waller. We have Bud Johnson on tenor sax. We have Dave McRae on baritone sax. Hank Jones is on piano with Steve Jordan on guitar. Milt Hinton on bass and Joe Jones on drums, again with Jimmy Rushing singing. And we're going to hear three tunes 
uh, I think, in a row, and then I'll come back and say my goodbyes after that. We're going to hear the lullaby of Broadway, Old Fashioned Love, and some of these days, and some of these days is hard to hard to follow because it's a it's a steamer of a song, and rushing even takes two choruses on the way out. It features solos by quite a few players. We'll talk about them as we go. One of them is Hilton Jefferson, who plays a solo on Old Fashioned Love and has an obligato to Rushing's vocal on Some of These Days. I should mention Hilton Jefferson. I've done a podcast on him, and if you're interested in hearing some of the jazz-focused podcasts, check out anchor.fm slash j-o-h-n dash c-l-a-r-k 49. That's anchor.fm slash john dash clark 49. Right now I have four podcasts up there, one on Bessie Smith, one on the Gold Coast Jazz Band, one on Roy Newman and his boys, and one on the Fletcher Henderson Reunion All-Stars, which features a number of the soloists we're hearing today. Soon I'm going to have two more migrating over there, two that I have on SoundCloud, one on the Clambake 7 of Tommy Dorsey, some transcription recordings they did, and one on Hilton Jefferson, great lead alto player, as we're going to hear here, and a very interesting soloist from all the way back to the late 1920s, but his career went into the mid-60s. So if you're interested in that, take a look at my podcast, also called The Jazz Focus. So right now, three tunes, Lullaby of Broadway, Old Fashioned Love, and some of these days. Come along and listen to the lullaby of Broadway. The hip array and ballyhoo, the lullaby of Broadway. The rumble of a subway train, the rattling of a taxi. The daffodil who entertained at Angelo's and Max's when the Broadway baby says goodnight. Early in the morning, Manhattan baby, don't sleep tight until the dawn. Good night, baby. Good night, milkman's on his way. Sleep tight, baby. Sleep tight, let's call it a day. That old 
there it shall always remain. My love is like the ivy vine, clinging a little closer all the time. Through the years, joy and tears, just the same. I've got that old-fashioned faith in my heart. No changes can tear it apart. If all the dry land changes, see, it will never make any change in me. I've got that old-fashioned love in my heart.
you're gonna miss me, honey. Some of these days, you're gonna feel so lonely. Miss my hugging, babe. Miss my kissing, babe. You're gonna miss me, honey. I'll be far away. You feel so lonely. Just for me only. For you know, baby, you've always had your way. Don't be grieving. Cause I'm leaving Miss me baby One of all Some of these days Miss me her name Some of these days Miss my hugging Miss my kissing babe Don't miss me her name Miss my loving babe I'll be far away follow that with much. That was a, a, a storming performance. Anyway, three tunes. The Lullaby of Broadway, which featured Herbie Green on trombone, Bud Johnson on tenor saxophone, Buck Clayton on trumpet. I believe he did the arrangements. This is credited as by being Jimmy Rushing with Buck Clayton and his orchestra. Uh, Hank Jones on piano and the sax section, playing an interesting little solely part. Then we heard Old Fashioned Love with a Hilton Jefferson uh, alto solo, followed by Hank Jones on piano, and Dickie Wells playing a classic trombone obligato behind the vocal. And then we ended up with some of these days. Hank Jones on piano, Buck Clayton taking a full chorus on trumpet, a uh, great solo there. Dave McRae, not a uh, terribly well-known musician, playing baritone sax, followed by uh, Irby Green on trombone, and Bud Johnson again on tenor, with some Hilton Jefferson obligato this time behind the vocal. So, some great Jimmy Rushing playing. Hope you've enjoyed this. I certainly have. These are recordings I've loved for a very long time, and uh, some of them are a little scratchy because they weren't released. Had to take them off LPs, but most of them are, are in great shape and wonderful to hear after all these years. So that's our tribute to Jimmy Rushing today on the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. I'm very happy to be with you here on WETF Jazz in South Bend, Indiana, the Jazz Station. So thank you very much, and I hope to see you again very soon. <laughs>